3: Football live in New York City. It's Friday, September 1st. Let's go, September 1st. I'm Jamie Urdal, Kyle Brandt, a Princeton grad, Jason McCourty, a Rutgers grad, Mike Garofolo. The so Mike. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Temple guy. LaSalle.
4: LaSalle. Wow. LaSalle. I saw. It. I saw it somewhere. Oh, somewhere. Right, 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 right. I don't know you that um, well.
3: So. And I went to American University. It's College Colors Day. Yep. It's a fun Friday. Mm. Time for the lead Blah, Blah. Uh Mike, right on the spot, right to work. Um, give us the details, please, on the extension the Vikings announced yesterday to their tight end, TJ Hawkinson.
5: How about this deal for TJ Hawkinson, who spent the entire summer uh, holding in a couple of excuses and reasons for why that he, he, he wasn't practicing and uh, finally agrees with a four-year 68 Uh, and a half-million-dollar contract extension. Now, that is with incentives, so you can talk about that being the highest-paid tight end, but sometimes you look at the base value. That Regardless, it's a really, really good contract for T.J. Hawkinson, who came over in that trade last year and, boy, really saw the football a ton from the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings saying, all right, well, if we wait a little longer, the price is only going to go up, so let's lock in T.J. Hawkinson, get him back to work, and uh, suddenly... Be healed! Mm-hmm. He's good. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he
3: said there was nowhere else he wanted to be yesterday. He's been a really, really nice fit in the Vikings' audience. Yeah. The Vikings, a 13-win team last season. Now they are the reigning <sighs> NFC North champions. And now that we are six days away from kickoff... The regular season for 2023. How did the Vikings stack up in their own division? We're all just right. going to inspect the okay. NFC North right we got
2: to pick the North next week, right? We do. Uh, playoff team we or do. Oh Let's get into it.
3: I know. I'm going to make a final ruling on each of these, so plan your arguments accordingly. I am the judge, which doesn't really sound that unbiased at all. Um, who will be the best quarterback? in the NFC North this season when all is said and done, Jay?
4: Oh, there's, there's sexy picks in this division. You have the new Jordan Love, Justin Fields. Everybody's ready for these those guys to skyrocket. Then you have the Kirk Cousins, who's the old yeah. vet, who's done it time and Perfect. time again. And that's exactly why I'm going with Jared Goff Ooh. as the best <laughs> quarterback in the division from the Detroit Lions had one hell of a year last year over 4,000 yards passing Ben Johnson as his offensive coordinator they unlocked something last season and how Goff looked good you can say whatever you want to say about his time in LA played in the Super Bowl didn't work out he got shipped to exile to Detroit Mm -hmm. and he has made the most of it we just talked about TJ Hawkinson getting paid he got traded from Detroit over to Minnesota and then they drafted Sam Laporta and they are very excited about this guy and that tight position, I'm going with Jared Goff, what he's making of
2: this Detroit Lions offense. Love's the most mysterious. Fields is the most exciting. The easiest answer is Kirk Cousins. It's Kirk Cousins. Mm. It's Kirk Cousins. I'd love to have a passing of the torch. I hope Justin Fields explodes. I hope they all do. It's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback in the league. He might be 10. But that that qualifies him in the top ten. Bring up any stats you want, and then if you want to pair them with how bad his offensive line has been and how bad his defense has been, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. Kirk Cousins is going to have what he does every single year, a hugely statistically productive year. We'll see what happens at the end of it. He has probably the best player in the NFL outside of Patrick Mahomes, and he's right there. So I think Kirk Cousins will explode again. Uh, There's some other questions that Jamie might be hitting us with that are more difficult. I think this is Kirk Cousins. Love those guys. It's Cousins here. Okay, but it says who will be. It doesn't say who is. The answer to who you got that one right. Mm. What's the answer to who, who will, will be? be?
5: I'm going upside. I'm taking Jordan Love. Let's go, baby. Oh, oh Love, three. not Fields. No, no. Oh. I'm going to go Jordan Love. Wow. I am going to go Jordan Love. Okay. I know people are knocking them and Do it. reading into too much of what's happening in training camp. Their thought on turning it over to Aaron Rodgers years ago was, we don't know for sure, but we feel pretty good that we've got ourselves a good one here to take over for Brett Favre. It's the same thing here in their minds. They're saying, we don't know. But we feel pretty good about this guy right here. So I, I think he picks up where we saw him last in that game against the Eagles. And uh, I'm going to take the upside here.
3: I hear you all. I appreciate the differentiation and how specific you are about yeah. the is or the will That's be. Good. I respect it. But, but I'm still going to go with Kirk Cousins best is, uh, like Kyle said, it's how you look at it. And if you're going to yeah. look statistically...
2: <laughs> Last year better. Goff want to hang with Cousins. No, 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 no. no hang. No. Don't rewrite be it. Don't rewrite it. Cousins, cousins will be best.
3: Yeah, that doesn't no. mean who's going to be you the think best he's team. Be, we have many more questions better. to look at at the NFC okay, North. Okay? I'll let you continue. As you look around this division... Jason's of ready to
2: fight for Jared Goff. Who I know.
3: It's great.
2: <laughs> Someone is. They me get a Super
4: Bowl.
3: Which team will have the best offensive weapons in the NFC North this season? We just heard Kyle try to make the case of the second best player behind Patrick Mahomes is on the Vikings roster, so Jason.
4: Uh, there you go, right there. Oh. This is easy. Offensive weapons. How do you look past Justin Jefferson? This guy has been unbelievable. He's doing commercials all over the place. He's in the NFL commercial. He's walking down a high school hallway. Mm. He's making one-hand catches all over the place. He has everybody in the world gritty. This is the guy. When you have him, it doesn't even matter who else is on the roster, but you know what? They added a first-round draft pick in Jordan Addison as well at the receiver position. K.J. Osborne is going to take a step now that feeling's gone. And they let Dalvin Cook walk right out the door and release them because they believe in Alexander Madison. I am going with the Minnesota Vikings. This, to me, is an easy one. And you just said T.J. Hawkinson got paid. Jefferson. Jefferson, They got
2: Madison and Addison. That's kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I was looking at a quote from Jordan Addison talking about the Vikings wide receivers. Quote, no one will be able to guard us. Mm. I want. I want to. I want to zag here. I that. love Aaron Jones. I think he's a fantastic player for the Packers. I think Christian Watson is going to explode this year. If we were doing this. NFL jam style mm. with the best twosome, because mm. then we're going to do St. Brown, and we're going to go in the Gibbs train for the Lions. Yeah. But I'm two for two Vikings, Jamie. Wow. That's telling me. I think Cousins is the best quarterback. I think they have the best weapons, not the least of which is Hawkinson, who is huge. Mike, remind me, you just broke the story. You said he was battling something. What did he go with? I don't remember. Was it calf strain ear or flu-like or symptoms? or What was it? It was an ear infection. Ear infection. Oh. That's a new one. Those Causes are painful. Balance. Painful. But whatever it is, uh, he is hearing the sound of the Brinks truck with the bleeper on as it backs up. I think it's the Vikings again. I've always liked Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook would go out and Madison looked a lot like him because he had long hair and he ran really physically. And you're yeah. like, wow, Dalvin's running. Up. Oh, that's Madison. <laughs> uh, I think it's the Vikings again. I'm two for two, oh, Ardolf.
3: Mike G., what do you think?
5: Just reading this. The deal ends in an unusual summer in which Hawkinson set out almost all the Vikings contact
2: drills. Uh, he first attributed those limitations to an ear infection that affected his equilibrium. Yeah, sure. the semicircular canals in the ear, <laughs> they handle balance. <laughs> I remember that. that makes there it sense. Is. Wow. Have you looked at the Bears depth chart I of late. I and I'm talk sure you it. did in advance of this segment here. Let's talk about it. You start looking at that
5: and you go, okay, DJ Moore was just uh, the excitement Rock levels star. off the charts there. Followed by Chase Claypool who that trade last year, right, it's a little bit of a questionable start to it, but it's going to... Darnell Mooney. Big Don't play. forget about him and yep. what he's able to do. And then Khalil Herbert with what he's done in the preseason, that 56-yard touchdown against the Tennessee Titans, add into that Colt Komet signing the extension, being locked up for the foreseeable future. And Robert Tanya. Yeah. And Robert Tanya. All of a sudden you look at this, this Bears offensive depth chart good. and you go, when did this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I did think about Fields as my answer for the first question because yeah. we know what he was able to do with his legs and really just blowing some teams away with what they were seeing live from this guy. Well, now he's got the full complement here. I'm really excited to see what he can. This entire division excites me. There's so much uncertainty, but there's also so much upside, and the Bears have it on the depth chart. No doubt.
3: Maybe I've been drinking the Peter Schrager Kool-Aid too much, but sure. no one is going to go to bat for the Lions for offensive weapons. Is it because Jamison Williams is suspended? Is it
2: yeah, a little top-heavy? I feel like.
3: Yeah. Well, Saint, right that's his argument for Justin Jefferson. Well, Jefferson all he Jefferson. all he said was he's in a commercial. Yeah,
4: but is Jefferson a Mahra? We like that. But then Marvin Jones as a veteran. Uh-huh. Obviously, the running back position, we like the excitement of Jameer Gibbs, but. Amal Ra is...
3: David Montgomery doesn't do it for you. No, no I think yeah, David Montgomery's
4: a solid running back, but mm-hmm. I don't. I, exactly. So, like, how
3: do, like after Alexander Madison? How do you feel like who's?
4: It's Justin Jefferson. No, yeah, but, it's just like, it's yeah. Jefferson. Second, third, fourth, Justin yeah. Jefferson. He looks like Moss. Yeah, it's,
2: it's,
3: I know. It's tough. Yeah, I'm trying to make a case. Do it. Yeah.
2: I'm a case. Do it. I,
4: I I think. Yeah. That, do it. That was Trent. it. That's like great. it
3: was it was the Schrager like Jameer Gibbs bandwagon. This also offensive weapons comes at the hand of the fact that I w- I was very close to picking Jared Goff in the first category. Like it is Kirk Goff. And I, for me, so Kirk like. Golf. That's like, Trent that's one Kirk hell golf. of a division. And I kind of want to go with the Lions here for okay. the collective, for the All collective, right. but nobody argued for them, so I don't think I can.
2: Well, then, Devil's in the Details. I'm reading it, it says, has the best, not will have Mike's points. Mm. So, maybe it's Apparently Jefferson has. as we're sitting here, <laughs> but yes. maybe it will be the Lions yes. if St. Brown seems to blow up. Come the game on, people. Guys. Come on, lower right. third team. This is fun.
3: Alright, we're going to go beyond the X's and O's Kay. for a minute. NFC North team that has the best story heading mm. into 2023. Story heading into it. Heading right. into it.
4: Story-wise, I'm, this, to me, is a no-brainer. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> oh, me. The Green your... Bay Packers and their story. All offseason, all, right, that's story. all we talked about was the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers and how beautiful 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 it's going to be. And just quietly, Jordan Love is out there putting in work. And I think for Packers fans, they're fired up about this Jordan Love guy. It's like, you know what? We hit it out the park again. We drafted a guy, we let him sit, and now we insert Jordan Love. And he is going to be the guy that comes in, has a really good season. And the fans are like, my goodness, I had the faith in this organization all along. We love Aaron, but his time is done here. And I think this will be the story that possibly blows up in the entire NFL if Jordan Love can go out there and just ball in year one.
2: This is a two-horse race to me. Two-horse race, yep. who has the best story. And I'm going to go with the other horse. Yeah. If, if the Packers make the playoffs with Jordan Love, it's really cool and it's really special. Mm-hmm. But, like, we come playoff time and there's that Packers logo. And, like, we get it. It's yeah. muscle memory if we see that Honolulu Blue Lion up on the divisional or the title game, I mean, if we're going to Las Vegas to see the Lions, Mike, I am making it a point of pride to not hold the Lions past against them. It's gratuitous and lame, but it would be very special as the franchise, even us as consumers be like, oh my God, the Lions are doing so. I mean, it's been it's been a long time since they've won a playoff game. The fact that Jared Goff, he has an incredible story that yeah. he's going back and have a second act. Dan Campbell, everybody wrote him off. There's a St. Brown Everybody wrote them off. I think it's the Lions. The Packers have been in the playoffs for 30 years. The Lions being in the playoffs would be amazing. Stay there because it's the best story. I don't even want
5: to go to Vegas to see the Lions in the postseason. I'm going to go to Detroit to see the Lions in the playoffs. And I was there the day... Show the crowd, show them, because they're excited. Look I was there that. the day at training camp when they announced uh, this year that the lion. they have a <laughs> <yeah>, the <lion. laughs> sold-out season this ticket a package, package yeah. this year and a waiting list for the first time in, well they said forward field history because they're not positive, but they think. Right. It's in team history, the first time they've had a waiting list. Back to season. the Silverdome? It's, folks, <laughs> if the Lions fan base is actually wow. buying in on this one, because yeah. they've been burned so many times before, they don't want to have to go back to the well. And there are so many Lions in the crowd, it's incredible. If you just ask for B-roll how many Lions show
2: up uh, in the crowd, sure. I'm excited it's for a lot. that, for those folks.
5: Okay,
3: you have to present every side. Give 30 seconds on the Bears, why they would be a good story.
2: Well, because if they're in the playoffs this year, it's because Justin Fields is a star. Mm-hmm. And they have found a good quarterback, maybe even a star quarterback, first time in over 100 years. Mm-hmm. Matt eberflus no one knows who he is is no one talks about him he would be in the playoffs Uh that would be the story I didn't go Bears listen the Bears won the division a few years ago they had the coach of the year a few years ago they've had a taste recently that's why I didn't go with them
3: okay I will also go with the Lions. So when you said the words Honolulu blue and Vegas, like that gave me chills up and down my collar. And we do those back. full
2: screens, Jamie, where it's in the hunt and like division. What if the Lions were in the like far left? What yeah. are they doing over there?
3: <laughs> Look at you guys! Do
2: you do? Look at you! All grown that. up. I'd be so happy.
3: The Lions in the in the contending uh, category of like a fan bases that we would be a little bit fearful of going to Vegas. Sure. I would think, right? Just yes. like the thrill, Lions. Browns in mm-hmm. Vegas. Woo! Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Can you imagine it? I mean, it's, it's, tell it. me it couldn't happen. Lions, Browns. Wonderful time to be alive. Do you
3: want more NFL action yes. this season? NFL Plus brings you live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, Game Replace. Did you just hear that whole list? And there's a lot more on there too. It's all in one place. It's called NFL Plus. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply still coming on our show. The 49ers hope, my goodness, I hope they hope to have Nick Bosa back at practice next week. Do we believe that? We're going to play trust scales later on. Mike Garofalo's first time playing trust scales.
2: Trust scales are always great. great. Uh, plus, can Sean Payton squeeze all the good out of the Broncos this season? Is this going to work? Quotes on quotes on quotes. This next. We have a very special presentation about one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You're not going to miss it. Trust me. Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: It That's my, day, my bro.
0: <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable five G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G Advanced Network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
3: we want to play a game called quotes on quotes on quotes. It really helps just us to knock out a lot of topics. You're gonna to have three minutes to react to the quote. Let the games begin. Let's go. All right. We're gonna start with kicker Will Lutz who was just traded from the Saints to the Broncos to rejoin his old head coach Sean Payton. When asked about the reunion, Lutz had this to say about Payton. Quote, he tries to get the best out of everyone, man. I truly feel like my best years were with him because I was kind of scared to let him down. I think that's how a leader is. For Sean to come over and get me like he did, it's an honor It's great to feel appreciated great to be wanted amen will let's uh, do we think the quote from Will Letts, guys, are you confident that Sean Payton can get the very best out of the Broncos this season? Three minutes for the collective, Mike go.
5: Uh So I'll be quick. Uh, no, and I don't think that Sean Payton is confident. And I oh. go back to this uh, Nathaniel Hackett story where sure. he took some shots at him and said, here's what happened previously. Mm-hmm. It's almost a reset year for him, trying to figure out who his guys are. Is the quarterback one of his guys? This is a long term build here. So this first season for Sean Payton is more of an uh, assessment of what's in house, what do we need? Before he's going to the supermarket, what do we have in the cupboard? Cupboard, Where are the holes? What am I cooking for dinner tonight Uh, and for the next week here? That's what I feel like this year is for Champagne.
2: I'm so excited to watch. You got a made guy. Yes. He has nothing to prove. Gives zero bleeps. Like it, it reminds me a little bit of like when Parcells took over in Dallas. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it my way. I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. I think some wild stuff's going to happen with Denver this year where Peyton is going to make decisions that we talk about that we don't understand. I think if they start slow and he's not liking how things are going, I think he's going to crack some skulls. Listen, we don't know what's going to happen with him, with Russ. I don't know if you saw uh, Mike Lombardi was talking to Bill Simmons and he was like, look, I think Russ is on a short leash this mm-hmm. year. And I was like, wow, a short leash? You're gonna put in Jared Stidham they start one and two? Stitty. I know Jason's the president of the Jared Stidham <laughs> fan club, but even he's not going to that take. I don't agree that Russ is on a short leash, but I feel like there's people who know football who think anything is possible. So will it work? I don't know. They're an incredible division and they have some really good players, but if it doesn't work, I think Peyton will do anything to make it work. Mm. Cutting players, trading players, benching players. He's not gonna sit there and be like, oh well, seven and ten, warm-up year. It's not.
4: What I love about this is Will Lutz, the kicker, yeah. is the one with the quote t- talking about fear and what he did for his career. I'm like, wow, I never would have thought the head coach would have such a big impact on the kicker. Not uh-huh. especially the coach, but the uh-huh. kicker. Love it. But uh I think Sean Payne will get the best out of the group he has this year. And I think that starts with Russell Wilson. The one thing we've heard Russ talk about was he needs to use his legs more, he needs to run more. And I think that's the part that we missed last year. Him getting the most out of his guys, I think the more question is what is that a result of? If he gets the the most out of them, is that a playoff team or is that just the Denver Broncos win more than a few games like they did a year ago? Playoff I mean, team. That is the biggest question. He said that. The most out of them, I don't know if that still equals a playoff team and mm. plus has a better year. I don't know if he has the weapons around him to still be able to take this team. As much as Schrager told us about Greg Dulcich and I love him, I yep. don't know if that's going to be what gets this Denver Bronco team over the top, especially in the division that they're in. Mm. Right.
3: Is Dulcich Rob Gronkowski? Like that's, well, that's what he's going to have to be if they're going to lift in the NFL. Are you confident Sean Payton can get the very best? He he better. That was when I read this question, I was like, the the amount of heat that's on Sean Payton right now, like, everyone's like, wow, you can really coach the hell out of any team. He's a winner. He's a champion. The things that he has come out and said, he's got a standard that he has set. And like, the flock is going to come for him if he does not figure it out. Three and one. Four and two, six and two. Like it, it's got to go well in Denver because he has set that standard. He's put that out there. Mm-hmm. He's put the veil over his team, but he's been very vocal about how he's. Let's been go, coach. Said. Former NFL defensive head Chris Long had Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on his Greenlight podcast this week and asked Andy Reid if it's true that he draws inspiration for plays and concepts from anywhere in the organization. Here was Reid's response:
7: I took one from a janitor one time at Green Bay. I
1: mean,
7: I'll take it from anywhere. So. Well No, we had a janitor. It was a mom and pop group that cleaned our facility forever. And then they were game day and they'd go up and do the suites, you know, at halftime and all that kind of tidy them up. So, you know, this guy kept telling me he was, a, he was the owner of the company, the father of the the family. And he goes, I've got this play for you. And he kept telling me this over and over. Finally, I said, OK, here's a card, you know, the cards that you do for. So I said, here's a card. Draw up the play. And he drew up the play. And I go, dang, that's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. So we end up, you know, we moved one person. But for the most part, it was his play. Had and good we put bones it, to it. We put it in. And right before halftime, his family come down. They stand on the sideline on the field. And uh, we called the play just before halftime. And it scored. And he starts hitting his wife. And he's going, he's going, that's my play. That's my play. And she's going, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure it is. <laughs> Can you imagine?
3: Janitor! Yeah. Janitor! Clean yeah. up! Yeah. Clean up! Clean up! That's amazing. Uh, what do we make of that story from Andy Reid? Now you got two minutes. He's pulling concepts from anywhere. Two minutes on the clock. Mike, go. All right.
5: It must be an Andy Reid tree thing because Doug Peterson in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago ran a flea flicker Mm. that was suggested to him week in and week out by a secretary when uh, Peterson was working for Andy Reid. Uh, Carol was the one who always type up our game plan. This is in a story by Peter King. She'd always look for one section of the game plan. Is the Flea Flicker in? She just loved the Flea Flicker. She loved the play. I think she even loved the name. And every week I'd say, oh, Carol, sorry. It didn't make the list this week. Maybe next week. Maybe in the NFC Championship game. And then here's the best part. Brianna tweeted out that my aunt got fired by Chip Kelly. Gets a Super Bowl ring from the Eagles that year because she contributed with a flea flicker oh. that Doug Peterson finally put in the game plan in the biggest game
2: that you could possibly play in your home stadium. That's unbelievable. That's
3: really awesome. cool.
2: I need to call upon the Chiefs media and really the Packers media. We need to know more about this play. So he mentions that it goes in the game, it yep. scores a touchdown. Let's find We're out what this play is. is. Yeah. Are we? Was it Robert Brooks? No, was it Antonio Freeman? I need to see the play. So Chiefs media, please ask. Ask coach Reed if he remembers this. And then the Packers guys and girls, I'm sure you could call upon this. It's 97-98 was when he was the assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. He had a previous title for a few years. And then I'm thinking, if he's pulling plays from the janitor, he's got a pretty big job on the yeah. staff. Yeah. Look, in the 97-98 season, I need to know what game this was and what player it was because we'll do a whole documentary on this play. This is the janitor play. It needs to have more legs, and, Jason. And find the janitor and his wife yeah.
4: on the sideline. Find yeah, the tapping. Films the films
3: probably has celebration. it, yeah.
4: I love this. Come on. I've listened to Andy Reed and the only, only thing I'm thinking of is a right rapper that has a ghostwriter that's behind him, drawing up all his lyrics, and he's the one putting it into play, and now Andy Reid, like Drake years later, finally giving him some credit, so I Mm. love this part of it. He's got Lil Custodian, that's Mm. that's his ghostwriter. Lil Custodian. This is awesome, he's having that conversation. (laughs) I love
3: it. Oh, we do need more. We need to unearth it. All right, moving on. If you didn't catch the latest episode of Hard Knocks, it was a good one. Aaron Rodgers saw his first action as the Jets' starting quarterback at MetLife Stadium, and in the episode, Rodgers refers to MetLife as jet life, Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard heard these comments made by Rodgers and responded by saying, "Quote, jet life stadium. If that's how he feels, that's cool. When we step on the turf, that's our home. We want to protect it." Aaron Rodgers has fully embraced the jet lifestyle, even by renaming MetLife Stadium. Kyle, I'll start with you. What do you think about all this?
2: All right, I have a lot to say. Oh, did you see the Aaron Rodgers quote? And by quote, I mean monologue that came out yesterday. Oh. I saw Zach Rosenblatt from the Athletic tweeted this. Speech that Aaron Rodgers made about how life is going in New York and New Jersey and how life is as a Jet. And I don't know if any quarterback in any situation has ever been happier. I don't know if any human being has ever been more blissful or more happy in their setting. We could throw up the quote in a full screen or Jamie could read it. But this quote is so amazing and so long. So sit back and be comfortable. We thought that we would properly produce this unbelievable piece of English speech from a four-time MVP. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers This is verbatim, every single word exactly. Aaron Rodgers, how is life going
8: as a New York Jet? I told a friend this has felt like waking up inside of a dream. This whole experience, a beautiful dream. So many times you have a great dream and you wake up and you think, I just want to get back into that, but I can't quite get back into the dream. I've woken up inside of that dream and it's been really, really special. There's a lot of times I've said it before and I'll say it again, where I just look around and say, this is my life now. How cool is this? It happens in the locker room. It happens walking out and it's the fresh air and the sun setting. It's just thinking what an awesome day it was because of whatever it was. The conversation I had with Mackay. Getting to see Billy Turner and catch up with him. A play that happened that was really fun and that we talked about and wanted to happen. Or we're driving to the city and you hit that spot before you go in the tunnel and you're looking across to the city going, How cool is my life now? I just try to keep that perspective every day. And it's been easy because one thing has happened almost every single day that just reminds me I'm in the right place. I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I'm just really loving what this opportunity has given me. Every day I'm thinking, and I won't say it out loud, but I'll sit back with the guys in the locker room. Take a second sometimes, and it's how... How cool is this? Okay. That's Rogers. Wow, Aaron. Aaron.
2: He's very, 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 how cool is this? Hasn't played a game yet hasn't taken a hit yet, and he is already saying, I, I wake up in the morning, I feel the breeze and the sunshine on my shoulder. What did you guys think of that quote? It's uh, profound. I, I was looking at that overhead of
5: Jet Life Stadium and wondering if we'd see Randall Cobb slowly walking toward Aaron Rodgers, the two mm. friends you
2: reunited in him, don't you? It's incredible.
3: <laughs> I, I was specifically <laughs> appreciative of, of the reeds that blow between I 95 and the Garden State Parkway that are just in the shadows yeah. of Jet Life it's Stadium. Incredible. There's just, bodies
2: buried there, but it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: <laughs> how he just must hear them as he drives in from his McMansion that he has purchased.
2: Happy guy, Jay. Happy.
4: That was amazing. I know. Stunning. I, I, if I could still play, I'd want to be a New York Jet. Like, mm-hmm. I want to feel that feeling that mm-hmm. he has right now. Like, just his voice, the the tone in which he spoke at, like, that's a relaxed person that loves what he's doing. That's just, I, we got to go visit. We need to go do a show from Jet Life Stadium yeah, with mm-hmm, the Jets
2: there. Mm-hmm. And we need to bottle that up and bring that to our show. Can't stress this enough. That was not satire. That was the real exact- speech cool. verbatim every single syllable. That's how this guy is feeling. Jets Bill's weekly. And it
3: was it said at the exact speed in which it was said too. Yeah. Probably many, so. Many, many minutes Very of time. Very happy. Coming up, the Dan Marino experience. Oh, yeah. Is he the most underappreciated quarterback of all time? No. One NFL legend thinks so, (laughs) and we've got that on the way. Dan Marino's duly appreciated, Cancel cancel that segment. Kyle has ruled. Uh,
1: Let's move on. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious.
3: NFL Network insider Mike Garofalo. He's here. Uh, Mike, you have have news.
5: Yeah. Four-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Mike Evans and the Buccaneers. uh, Rick Stroud down in Tampa who covers the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers had written a story saying talks of it a snag between the sides, and this could be Evans' last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, let's take another step toward that because Mike Evans' agent Derek Gilmore of Day One Sports sent me a statement just now in which he says that Evanside will cut off negotiations with the Buccaneers if a deal is not reached by September 9th, which is next Saturday 1 day before the Buccaneers open the regular season. He says uh, beyond that point 100% of Mike's focus will be on football. Now he doesn't say it explicitly in the statement, but I believe that when he says cut off negotiations, it's not just oh for the rest of the season. I think he's cutting off negotiations period and that Evans and Gilmore will now look toward a future that does not wow. include Evans in a Buccaneers uniform. So the mm. deadline has been set. There is no offer that has been made to this point, according to Gilmore in this statement. Now, that doesn't mean the sides haven't had some discussions about money. It's just that there's been no formal offer to this point. We have seen players get extended throughout the entire offseason. Mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson yesterday. We have also seen players who held out and didn't show up for camp. And Gilmore in his statement lauds his client, and I urge you to go to Twitter. Uh, I just tweeted out the full statement. He lauds his client for showing up and showing that he wants to be a part of practices and everything the Buccaneers are doing and not holding out. In fact, I was at the joint practices with the Jets. Evans was in there and a couple of the scrums that were happening throwing yeah. himself in there. And yeah, I'm saying, Mike, afraid. what are you doing? Get out of there. Come on. You haven't got your contract extension. So here we are. We've got eight days for the Buccaneers and Mike Evans to reach a contract extension. Otherwise, the potential future Hall of Fame wide receiver could be playing elsewhere in 2024.
4: Now, Mike, what you're saying, the possibility he plays through the season, has a great year, goes for 1,000 yards like he always does. There may be a point where off-season hits and Mike Evans and his crew are like, we're not even negotiating, we're just going to go somewhere else, even if they offer him a contract that he likes at that point.
5: Now listen, anybody can say anything in December and then change their mind or something changes in February or March. This is the leverage play right now. No doubt, right? It, you it. let them know that this is your window. This is it. The other thing is there's a franchise tag potentially yes, that the Buccaneers have it. at their disposal, certainly. But even if that happens, you could say, we told you. Can't envision Mike Evans in a different uniform. It's
2: crazy. I right? think it's, I think he may be the only wide receiver in the league who is the face of his team. Like he yeah. is the face of the Buccaneers. He's the surest thing in the league every single year. He's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Look, Mike may be looking around at the 2023 <laughs> Buccaneers and being like, and I, I have to tell you, Mike, no matter what happens with your contract. You could make so much money in retirement writing a book about the quarterbacks you've played with. Let's just let's think of it. Oh, Johnny, Jameis. Brady Baker. That is three Heisman winners. That is two number one overall picks. He did not appear in the Johnny Manziel Netflix doc. I think it's because he's saving his stuff for the book, and that is smart. Mike, your quarterback book's going to be unbelievable. Just shut up, and you'll make bank after the career. I promise. Amazing. Can you believe that? That's a that run? lineup right there. That's a lineup.
3: We didn't even see this come out from Lamar last year when Lamar was like, I want to finish talks, but they can resume after the season. Okay. He just kind of put the clamp down to start the season. I think it goes with the quarterback decision-making tree. It's like, what am I staying here for? And, like, maybe spending some of my best years if you're not showing me and telling me who you're going to have. Throwing me the ball. Interesting, Mike. Well done on that. I actually really enjoyed immediately the tweet you just put out. All the comments of other fans saying, "Come to my team. Come to my team." It's uh, great. People start the.
2: They just put the team that Titan. Yeah. Cowboy. Welcome to Fuck. New England, Mike. Hey, Bryce. It's now, really good, Mike. Great I read about it Carolina. this morning. Ari Myra from My Sports Update had it, I think, first. So th- thank you for no, appropriating well, his work.
3: Well, you can throw your t- coffee. <laughs> i show sure you tag. Uh, so we got our first look at Trey Lance at Cowboys practice this week. And uh, his head coach Mike McCarthy spoke yesterday about what he has seen from Trey Lance since he arrived in Dallas a few days ago.
6: Uh, very hardworking. You know, we have a quarterback meeting room there. He's you know, pretty much just kind of taking that over. Uh, the boards in there, the green sports look like beautiful mind. I mean, so he's he's really dove into it, and um, so he's he's doing all the little things that you need to do. So you know, the classroom part of his is first impression has been excellent.
3: First impression has been excellent. Congratulations, Trey Lance, in your short time thus far in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Let's look ahead to the regular season. Kicks off in just six days. You get to pick a team or a player or a coach. Kyle, stop. You can stop sweating. We're not going in on Trey Lance again in another A block. Talked a lot of Trey Lance. We did. A Um, a lot. (laughs) <laughs> Who needs to make the best first impression a la Trey Lance in Dallas in week one to start the season, Jason? I'm
4: going to go with a team, and I'm rolling with the Detroit Lions need to make a great first impression. They're playing in the first game against the Kansas City Chiefs Thursday night, the opener. And we got a chance to talk to Dan Campbell on this show when the schedule released, and they found out they were going to be that first game. And we asked him, Dan, what was your first impression? What does this mean? From an organization standpoint, Dan, what did you have to say? Uh,
6: okay, why give us Kansas City? Okay, well, yeah, you, you finished the year a certain way, but it also means that they're betting on we won't get our ass kicked, all right? You may
4: get beat, but you're right. not gonna get your ass kicked. Those are just his first impressions. When he first saw it, this is what the schedule makers were maybe thinking. Put them on there, yeah, they finished good, but they may get their bleep kicked out there. You guys got to believe it. Dan Campbell, a prideful man. I'm sure he believes in his team, Cole Harley, that they're going to go out there and they're going to perform. Not just what they did last year, but what they've done throughout this offseason. And they've been kind of preparing for this moment. it has been so much hype. And for these guys going against Kansas City, this is a huge test. This is the big dogs on the block. You cannot flop in this game. You're the new kid showing up to a new school, and you have a reputation where it's like, where you left, you were all county at that school, but now you just moved up to a whole nother class can you still perform? Everybody's looking at you. It's the first day of practice out there. For Detroit Thursday night, the first opportunity to see what they're going to showcase. And their last five openers hasn't been pretty. Mm-hmm. Zero, four, and one They haven't been able to get the job done, so it's going to be a huge test for them, especially for Dan Campbell. Last year, at this time, they opened up the season. Zero primetime games mm-hmm. in 2022 until they were flexed at the end of the season. This year, they're opening
2: up and kicking off the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Put your best foot forward Detroit I'm just so excited to see how that game goes Ooh. I'm so intrigued it's in six days we should do a thing next Thursday the day of the game where we each privately write down what we think the final score is going to be and then put it in a vault and open it Friday nice like do you think the lines are going to hang like could they win are they going to get blown I have no idea we have six days to talk about it uh, I'll do another segment for our staff that we should do next week who has fewer excuses week one Is it Jordan Love or Justin Fields? Which one? They play each other. Which one should hit the field ready? I think it's Justin Fields. I think he has fewer excuses to not be good than Jordan Love. He's played way more than Jordan Love. Mm. Way more. This is the time, guys. This is how it works. You're a three-year-old kid in the NFL. You got all the toys to play with. You got better players on defense to help you. You got better linemen. They drafted the linemen. They paid the wide... This is it, guys. This is it. There is no... Well, Matt Nagy doesn't know how to use them. Or, yeah, this is a development year under Iberfus. No, this is no development year. They know how to use them. They know how to support them. Beat the Packers. That's it. That's it. You, J- Justin Fields has got to play. He's got to play well. He's got to look like a star. This is why you wear the C on your helmet mm-hmm. for Chicago, the C on your chest as captain. You're the leader of that team. They got a, a neo fight coming in a quarterback for the Packers. Beat him. Do not lose that game. I think it's Justin Fields.
5: It, it, I agree with you, and I, I think that there are fewer excuses because we talked about the depth chart earlier. Just a year ago, we were saying, what are the Bears going to do to surround this guy with yeah. talent? There it is. They did it. It's there. It's on paper, provided they stay healthy. For me, It's the New England Patriots. And it's the fact that Tom Brady is coming to the building in week one. And it's against the Eagles, who are the defending NFC champions. And it's the fact that Bill O'Brien is back. And everybody is expecting to hit the ground running. It's the fact that Mac Jones, uh, well, he still does have Bailey Zappi sort of looking over his shoulder. But it was an indication when the Patriots waved him that there is no quarterback competition Mm -mm. here. That this is Mac Jones. So you talk about a lack of excuses. There are none anymore. But there is an owner who back at the league meeting was talking about a succession plan at the head coaching position, talking about Gerard Mayo as the coach of the future, potentially, for this team. You start throwing that out there, I know exactly what you're thinking, Robert Kraft. It is time. So, as much as that gentleman right there has all the skins on the wall that you could possibly need. <laughs> what
2: a season for him, huh?
5: It is. It's, and this is going to be a fascinating story. Come on, right? Coach.
2: And you can't trip up. Coach the up. Dolphins are
5: right after that, too. So we got to win this kids. year, Bill.
2: Yeah.
3: I feel freed. After the start of our show, we mm-hmm. went NFC North heavy and I had to like I don't know why I was handed this torch. I had to decide on storylines and best quarterbacks sure. and best players. Yeah. I feel like a chakra has been lifted from my throat because I finally get to talk about the Vikings. I'm just I'm looking at the Vikings and I know everyone else is not supposed to look beyond week one because Bucks at Vikings. All right, week two. Vikings at Eagles. Do you remember what happened last year when the Vikings went to the Philadelphia Eagles? Indeed I do. Monday it night. was so brutal. Joss. It was so, so brutal. So that second week. So first week, I needed a great impression from you. Great. I'm just going to break the segment here. This yeah. I need it to be perfect. I need it to be perfect. I need to have to apologize to Kirk Cousins for going on a tirade that I did this offseason about Vikings should go after Lamar Jackson. I said those words. I said them out loud. It got clipped off by Sports Illustrated. That's fine. I want to have to look that man in the eye in January and say, I love that you have that killer look now and you proved everyone including me wrong for doubting you for saying that he's statistically great but what else does he have to show i needed to start week one i really needed to continue in week two and i need the vikings to set a different standard than just 13 wins is great period end of sentence it needs to be the vikings for me in week one
2: let's go it needs to be the vikings all year long all year you know it's a big year
3: exactly week
2: one is their thing they did it last year
3: right
7: like two? Week, week, week one, they smashed the Packers last year, right? Yep. Yeah, they're good. And then it
3: was just like ran into a wall in mm. South Philadelphia. They won a lot of games. Uh, yeah, it was so, so great for them. Uh, do you want more NFL action this season? NFL Plus brings you live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, NFL Network game replays, and so much more. It's all in one place. It's so great. You have the NFL app. You go to the bottom of your screen. There's a little plus sign. It's a beautiful thing. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply.
2: There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander.
1: This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen.